At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hey, what are you humming? Working nine to five. Well, I don't think everyone works nine to five anymore. Sol, do you agree? Totally. After the pandemic. It's a bit of a mishmash. You could say it's like a hybrid. Bit like your car. I wish, bro. Otherwise, I wouldn't be doing these podcasts. Yeah, I think Saul's a secret millionaire and he does these podcasts just for fun. What do you think, Dibs? Yeah, you know what? I saw him with a stack full of cash in his back pocket last week, bro. But man's stingy as hell, you know. Right guys, you've had your fun. We need to start this episode. It's a serious topic. Cool, let's do this. Cool, let's get on. Okay, see you peeps in a few ticks. Welcome back. Right guys, back to the topic in hand. Have you noticed how work ethics have changed? Before the pandemic, it was all in-house and office work. And most people didn't have a choice in working from home. One of my previous jobs, I didn't really have a choice of working at, at home. It was in-house in the office. They turned around and said, we can only make you work in the office due to data protection. So they didn't really give me that option of working at home. Obviously, for that reason, I had to be um, discharged because obviously I had an ongoing condition. That was one of the reasons why I couldn't really work from the office because I couldn't get into the office. I mean, have you had that sort of experience where before the pandemic, it was just like, right, you can only work in the office and not at home. Do you guys have any examples? Yeah, with me personally, um, it wasn't more that the employers wouldn't allow me to work at home. It was what I thought was, or my personal work ethic, was go to the office and work there. Uh, My employers did give an option of working at home, 
at least one day a week. What they found, because I'm a software developer, I could work remotely. I didn't need to be on site. But me personally, how I was brought up, what I thought about work, I didn't think working from home was productive. Working in the office, on site, was more productive and was should be what's expected. Prior to the pandemic, it wasn't much of a thing, but it was becoming a thing. I remember I was working for a healthcare company and in the office, we were full capacity. So any additional staff, they were working from home. But the thing is, uh, I think one of you mentioned earlier about data protection, what would happen is they could only deal with limited calls. So if it was data sensitive, it'd get transferred back into the office. So it was kind of like, it kind of helped, but not, it wasn't really doing the full, you know, fulfilling the full role because they were getting paid the same as us. They were under the same banner as us in terms of job role because they were at home as opposed into the office. Thanks, guys. As we're discussing working at home compared to working in an office, in your experience, what would you say are the advantages and disadvantages working in an office? Mm. Working in the office, what are the advantages? The social interaction, it is really, really important. You need that diversity, that mix You can't just interact with your own family or people who are like-minded. When you're in the office, you interact with, with a variety of people and you learn how to speak to different people who've got different views and you become more tolerant. So office work provides that social interaction and it's very interesting. I was speaking to someone about this and I said, um, I think we're going to see this affect us a couple of years down the line where people are going to be going to the doctors with mental health issues. I think we're going to see a lot of people uh, suffering from depression, uh, from anxiety, because they're not actually going out and having that social interaction. Because at work, you don't just work. You get problems off your chest. You talk about current affairs. You learn new things. You know, you have a laugh. And I think majority of employers, they have days out. You go out, you relax, you're away from the family. That's that's one of the positives with work. The other positive is you're more productive. Basically, your employer is watching you, so you're going to work harder. It's a fact that when you're at home, you will become lazy, relaxed. My employer actually believes, goes as far as ensuring that we have a dress code because he actually believes your mindset, if you turn up in work attire, you have a different mindset than turning up in casual wear. I know a lot of firms now, they do charity fundraising where they do dress down Fridays. So you get to dress down, but you've got to pay a couple of pounds out of your salary each week to be able to dress down and that money goes to charity. But Fridays is always a wind down day. People don't work. You know, The other positive is, I was talking about the social side of it, but communication, when you're trying to get work done, talking to someone over Slack, Teams, you know, whatever messaging service you use, you don't actually get a feeling of what your colleague is trying to tell you. Whereas sometimes when you're in the office with them and you're looking at them while you're talking, you can actually get a better idea of what they're trying to put across to you. 
that's the positives that I can think of. Dims, can you think of any positives? No, just negatives. Well, I, I, I've not really worked from home. My bulk of my career has been working in the office, other than when I'm doing my own business, like, for example, the podcast. Uh, if we're not in the office or if we're not in the studio and editing at home and things like that, then I worked from home. I think the biggest disadvantage uh, to working in an office is a commute. You're having to travel. For most people, it's almost an hour or, or two hours in some cases out of their day added on. Some of the points that Niz said, I do agree with, you know, it, it sort of raises your standards. Uh, you, you're being watched. So things like that. So I suppose that could be advantageous to, to go out and to mingle with other people. But working from home, I suppose you've got your own perks. You know, like I said, you're quite at the commute time. You're in your own vicinity. So, yeah. Um, Definitely agree with the commute. I think there was a study done and they actually gave you the amount of time you waste traveling, how much of your life is spent traveling. And it was shocking to me. I just thought, what a waste. You know, and not just that, but the money that you use as well. Either you're traveling by car or bus, train. If you're using multiple transports, it all costs, it all adds up. So for me personally, the cheapest is by car. Quickest is by car, but I haven't got access to the car because I have to leave it at home so the family can use it. So I now travel by tram and train. I did try bus. It just took way too long, so I wasn't wasn't going to do that. Also, it wasn't the cheapest. Uh, tram and train turned out to be the cheapest and the quickest. If they made transport better, then maybe it would make it easier for the employed but at the moment the cost is too much they need to make it a lot cheaper they either need to subsidize it during peak travel and peak travel is when people are going to work or returning home from work uh, they need to make that cheaper even food you, you've got to spend you know it's, it's extortionate sometimes you, you're kind of limited to, it depends what's available at your workplace or surrounding your workplace because that's that's as far as you can go you have some people have half an hour some are 45 minutes some maybe have an hour uh, lunch where at home fix pretty much what you want you can have it pre-prepared it's just there you just go on your lunch break and you're done same when you finish so that's it that commute's one of the biggest advantages you can have for yourself and i think nowadays they're pushing more people to sort of work from home anyway that's advantages to the to the employer because you know, with the energy prices, how they've risen and whatnot. Once again, thanks, guys. This question is more for Niz. But you can answer as well, Dims, as I haven't had much exposure working from home. What would you say, in your experience, are the advantages and disadvantages, but this time, working at home? Initially, when the pandemic started, everyone had to work from home, so... Being part of IT, we had to set up everybody's PC. So from an IT side of it, the disadvantage was the amount of work we had to do to get everyone set up to be able to work from home. But again, that is only a one-time task. Once it was done, that's it. It took us two days to get it all set up. That was done. And then working from home, yeah, no commute. Great, positive. That's an advantage. Waking up like 10 minutes before you have to start work, 
great another advantage eating from home saving money there just back on so on the home so were you wearing work attire or were you just wearing like your cash casual clothing i was wearing casual clothing and this is where the employer couldn't really get involved to say what people should wear he would suggest it but not as if anyone's going to really know are they they're gonna know how would they know spoke to a few mates of mine and during video conference what they did was top half smartwear and bottom half loungewear they'd have like a shirt and tie and their pajamas underneath gym jams yeah even if you had the video on sorry i'm having technical difficulties i can't get the camera to work you know anything could come up missed the meeting yeah my microphone wasn't working sorry guys i missed the meeting you know there's not much that could be done you'd have to just make sure that you called IT and they logged it to show that yes you did have an issue and we couldn't resolve it so you couldn't attend the meeting but those are all advantages i mean i got time to spend with the kids which was great you know i used to make their lunches their breakfast as soon as i'd finished work we were doing arts and craft that hour of commute that i was wasting i was now spending it with the kids so yeah absolutely great disadvantages now i didn't pay attention to this maybe and maybe i could go back and look but i'm sure there would have been an in- increase in the electricity bill the gas bill because i'd be heating the home more because i was at home more the worst thing that did come out of it even though i'm saying i did save on commuting i was able to finish early because i had access to the computer to the network to work I might even pop on at work at 8 o'clock at night, 8 p.m. I'll finish this now so I don't have to do it in the morning. But what you just end up doing is filling that morning slot that you tried to save with something else. You were working more? Yes, I would say so. I would say even though I was working my regular 8 to 4 and I was finishing dead on 4, I then might log back on at 8 p.m. You know, just check the emails so I don't have to do it in the morning. So I possibly, I think I I added at least another four hours in the week to what I used to work. So that was a disadvantage because people just can't switch off. When you, when you clock out from the office, you've clocked out, you're not going to go back. But if you're desktop, if you've got access to the network, yeah, people just log on and check it. Why, why do you think that was? They thought they might save time. I used to think that. I used to think I won't need to do this in the morning. But then I'd just fill that free time up with something else. What about eating? Did you did you find yourself eating more or less or just the same? Yes, more. I'd have two brunches. The time between breakfast and lunch, I'd have two of those instead of none. I was chugging down more tea as well. Sorry, guys. But I'll have to get on to my next question. I think people are happy working at home, but now that the pandemic is, open quotes, ended, close quotes, companies are pushing workers back to the office. Do you agree with this statement? I'm surprised because I've heard the opposite from people that I know. It's more like offices are dwindling because um, they're saving money on rent, so they're getting smaller places, they're saving electricity and stuff like that. So they, because they've got the infrastructure now, I think they're 
most not all, but most companies are pushing towards home. So that's what my experience has been. I don't think that's true. I, the government is pushing a different agenda. They've realized the loss in revenue. So they're getting companies. What, public transport? Not just public transport, but small coffee shops. Small businesses make up the majority of tax revenue, and that used to come from people going to the office, the footfall of people commuting in on the train, the car, the bus, passing the coffee shop. I feel like a treat today. I mean, I know it happens in the office as well. I heard them all shouting out, listen, we're going for a coffee. Does anybody want one? I mean, that doesn't happen if everybody's working from home. Instead, you make your coffee yourself at home with your own kettle. Whereas if you go in the office, you buy your chocolate bars. Your Even some people go out when it's um, decent weather, go out to McDonald's to get their ice creams. So government is pushing people going back to the office. Yeah, it is. I get you. But let's talk about the hybrid model. Is it here to stay or is it long gone? Should I stay or should I go? I think Niz is best to answer this one because he does hybrid working. Hybrid's here to stay. I don't think it's going to change. I think at the moment, employees have the upper hand. With all the strikes that have just happened as well, rail strikes, uh, the postal strikes, uh, the lawyers went on strike. They all went on strike because they know they've now got the upper hand. There was a time where the employer, the companies, the head, those heads had the power and there used to be a saying, you're lucky to have a job. Whereas now the employer is having to do more to keep the employee because the employee is no longer tied down. We've got so many vacancies, but no one's going to fill them because they just don't want to work. And so to try and entice people, wages are going up, but people have got a taste of, I'm not going to say the easy life, but a life the working model we have in the uk is not life it's dog <coughs> and we need a better work-life balance so just going back to your hybrid uh, working how does that work then is it one week in the office one week at home I mean, how, how is that split work then it can be absolutely anything so me personally um during the week we just need to make sure we've agreed with management that we would always have at, le at least one person from IT on site. So what we've done is we've uh, split up the days between us to make sure there's at least one person in the office. So hybrid's here to stay. Well, getting off topic regarding hybrid, not all jobs are equal and obviously pay won't be equal as well. So for some people working at home, is not financially feasible. What's your opinion on that? Yeah, um, during the pandemic as well. People who couldn't work from home had to go in and they did have a higher rate of contracting the virus. So Uber drivers, they had a higher rate of contracting the virus. Nurses, police officers, they had a higher rate of contracting the virus. It's not fair. Yeah, but those type of jobs, I mean, it's, it's the nature of the job, isn't it? It's the nature of the beast. You can't work from home as a nurse or as an Uber driver. Like, you have to be out there. But what they could have done is, is they could have brought in more staff so that the person at least gets maybe a day off. 
but wouldn't that mean they would need to pay more staff? They would need to pay more staff. And some companies did do this. Some companies hired additional staff members and made the sacrifice of paying more. But unfortunately, they weren't going to keep that up. And again, there's a whole nother story about the value of an employee and the position that they work in. Like how cleaning staff get the lowest wage, but then a CEO at the top gets 500% times what the lowest earning employee in the company is. But that's a whole different thing. That Yeah, that disparity has always been there for a long time. It's just that it's increasing now. It's getting as, worse, yeah. It's as getting is worse. the yeah. gap between rich and poor, it's just growing to a stupidly alarming rate now. And that's where us as employees now, we have an opportunity, you know, because we hold the cards. Let's not call them strikes. Unfortunately, the right-wing people in this world have given a bad connotation to the word strike. It's industrial action to fight for their rights, to fight for better pay, to fight for the ability to have a decent living standard. It's industrial action, not a strike. Especially what's been happening to the railway staff. What's been happening? Well, if you remember last year, they kept on holding strikes. And I didn't like how the media represented it. The media represented the rail workers carrying out their industrial action as somehow they were they were ruining the country. They weren't. They weren't ruining the country. I stood with them. Now, I told you guys, I travelled by tram and train. Trains were on uh, the trains were on, on industrial action, but I still supported them, even though I had to go in on bus and increase my journey time by an hour. I think we should uh, stick to the topic in hand. But yeah, this is getting a bit too far off of topic. This is getting more political now. Um, bus drivers, they could they can't work from home. They had to go to work because transport was still available, but to a limited capacity again they had higher rates of infection as well. Yeah, but that's okay. So there are people that can't uh, work because of the nature of their job. But like say, for your, your, in your example, you're the same office, different roles. So like you said, hybrid's not open to everyone. So there's someone in your office that even if they want to do a hybrid, they can't. So that role's not off. It's not open up to everyone, is it? No. So there's kind of only equality there as well in one office. The only problem is, all of this may end up shifting work away from the UK. If these people can work from home, why give someone a salary, a UK salary, a sterling salary to work from home when they can pay someone in rupees in India or the rand in South Africa for cheaper? Bro. We've experienced that. I know, I was going to say that... that that We've experienced trend this. started it, years ago. Years ago, people, and yeah. it doesn't work long this term. Is gonna, you, but this it, is going to speed no, it up. Uh, this is no, going to no, speed no, it no. up. It speeds you up, but it'll bring you back. Me and Dims have experienced this first time, and we can tell you it does not work long term. There's always a language barrier. That's one thing. And second, it's the area and environment. And I can tell you, Dims can mention this, and he can give more examples about this as well. And this is right. In, in terms of the employer, they were getting three for one sometimes even five for one so what they pay one brit they'd pay uh, you would get five people that same salary or three depending on the nature of the role so they were getting the bang for their buck 
But in terms of the, the customer's experience, especially customer-facing jobs, and sometimes, you know, back-end, because there is a language barrier, whether it's verbal or written, it was causing so many problems. You had to open up a new complaints office first, a whole office in Liverpool, and then obviously they started slowly phasing a lot of the work back to the UK because the customers are complaining. On paper, it worked, but in 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 uh, practice, that particular in, uh, incident, it didn't actually work. It's interesting you said about the language barrier as well, because I assumed you meant the language barrier as in Indian call centres. Now, no, no, nothing about Indian call centres. It's actually the language barrier is regarding English, because we have a certain slang and they might not know it. Yes, because India's got this um, bad reputation now, the Indian call centres, they're now moving to South Africa because it, because they're an English-speaking nation. and Or oh, oh, the Philippines, I've heard they're, they're going to there as well quite a bit. They're going to Philippines, oh, that's interesting, that's interesting. But yeah, you're right, they might be able to speak the language, but they won't understand the slang. Yeah, that's a very good point, that. It's pushing it that way, but it's pushing it to a lot of automation as well. I don't know if you guys have realized, but we might the employees might hold the cards at the moment because of the pandemic and the working from home and everything. But this is going to push companies to automate more. Automated voice messaging system. We know Uber's trying to automate taxis, cars. We know that postal services, that's Amazon, Royal Mail, DPD, FedEx, they're all trying to get drones to deliver parcels. Online, you can't talk to an advisor until you've been through their virtual assistant. Yeah, I've noticed there's a lot of web chats opening up nowadays as well. Looks like we're getting off topic again. Well, on to my last question. I thought, let's make it lighthearted. And that is, if you had a dream job, what would it be? Dream job? Um, I don't think I'd want to work at all. I think, I think I've had the same kind of attitude to working because of the pandemic as many other people. I just, I'm just, you know, you have to pay your bills. But like I've said, there is a majority of people falling off the employment ladder because they just don't feel they're actually living life. Yeah, that's menial jobs, though. That's because they feel overworked, underappreciated and undercompensated. Um I think what Saul's talking about is a dream job. So it's just something that you would maybe as a kid wanted to do, something like, say, anything. Let me give an example. So when I was a kid, I always wanted to be a firefighter. Now, both of you know my height. I'm a short <coughs> person. So that dream has gone out of the window. So something like that. I wanted to be an astronaut. Same <laughs> yeah. nah, I was, was going to say that as well. Yeah, I was going to say Serious. That. Yes, no, I was going to say astronaut, to... yeah. If, if astronaut is a job, which I don't think it is, but if that was a job, that's what I'd want to be. It's a dream. Yeah. Well, anything's a dream job until you do it. Then <laughs> it kind of, It's going to obviously require a lot of hard work and whatnot. But yeah, I used to actually, uh, is it what is it, the silver sort of a plate or strain I used to pretend that I put it on my head like I was an astronaut, jump off the sofa. So it was like a, you know, I'm talking about when I was like probably six, seven, like a proper kid. So yeah, that's a, a thing that I had in my head. Yeah, same for me. That's what I was going to say. If if that's classed as a job, yes, astronaut. Or a career, I suppose. That's more, isn't it? Career, yes. Better, yeah. 
Well, I've got to get off to the moon now. Yeah, I think it's about time. Don't forget us, right? Because we all do. And then next time, don't nick all our food. Yeah, he only comes in for free food. Just make sure you've not got nothing fancy out to eat. Otherwise, I'll be around. Well, that's the end of the episode. Hope to see you guys at the table next time. Over and out. Bye-bye. I'm working from home next time. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.